0: Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you wanna work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash Fit Athlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about returning to weight training after sport and inguinal hernias. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReinald.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back everybody to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reinald Show. I am here socially distancing with our physical therapy crew from Champion PT and Performance. I'm here with Dave Tilley, Lenny Macrina, Dan Pope, and Lisa Russell. We are here answering all your amazing questions related to physical therapy, fitness, sports, performance, business, career. Career advice, anything you may want to talk about. Yes. Uh, if you have any questions just like this, head to uh, micround.com. Click on that podcast link, and you can click you can fill out a form to ask us more great questions. So, as we are continuing to work from home mostly, we are here again today via Zoom try to answer some questions so we don't have students we don't have some amazing things but i'm glad everybody could join us how's everybody doing on zoom are we liking these podcasts on zoom
1: what do you guys think yeah
0: it's
1: easy they work yeah (laughs) rather be hanging out i prefer (laughs) the energy of all my compadres that's so you're need like a really, really, really wide zoom
0: for like, when we get back there,
1: you're going to to get like six feet apart for our podcast. And like,
0: <laughs> or, oh, I didn't, I didn't even think wait, of
1: that. Do it outside. <laughs> it
0: or feels Susan. nice. It feels nice though. We haven't had, uh, we haven't had to like dodge Lenny's hand gestures or anything while he talks. You <laughs> have to, as we're sitting next to him. So, um, all right, let's get into it. we get got a nice question today from Russell from Virginia. Russell says, hey, Mike and team, big fan of the show. I've been diagnosed with a bilateral hernia. No imaging done, just manual testing by a general surgeon and urologist. The surgeon says back squatting under heavy load or other heavy core or ab strain can cause further tearing if not fixed surgically and could also reoccur after surgery. My preferred style of training is powerlifting and I'd be somewhat bummed if it's a risk to me to go back to lifting heavy afterward. What are your thoughts on powerlifting or high intensity core exercises with a hernia or after a mesh repair? Have you worked with patients or clients with the same issue? So I'll start off a little bit with this answer by saying you know, Russell kind of asked here via a, a hernia, and we weren't 100% sure if he was referring to an inguinal or a sport hernia. So why don't we tackle that first? Anybody want to define the difference quickly before we get into maybe what it means to get back to, uh, to lifting? You well, we want to take the inguinal part? <laughs> I feel like you're going to answer this whole thing, Dan, but why don't you tell us a little bit about what the difference between an inguinal and a sport hernia is?
1: Yeah. So, uh, inguinal, inguinal hernia, you can also have an umbilical hernia. There's a femoral hernia too. Um, and I think the easiest way to describe that is when your insides are trying to get onto the outside, right? And there's some sort of tear in some of the musculature in the abdominal wall, and then you have your intestines are kind of poking out. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the, the short of that. Uh, did you want to answer the sports hernia part?
0: Yeah, the sport hernia is probably a little bit more vague, right? And and goes by some other terms like athletic pubalgia and stuff like that, um, where essentially it's a similar region, right? So your inguinal area, kind of like your lower ab area, but there isn't a true bulge. And I think that's the difference. So Dan said that really well with the inguinal hernia. There's there's a bulge of your intestines kind of bulging through your abdominal wall. So you actually, that's a, that's the true definition of a hernia. So a sport hernia is kind of like a junk term. You know, there isn't probably a true uh, bulge. So there isn't an inguinal hernia, but what they, they tend to think I'm, I'm way oversimplifying for this though. But if this is your core, you tend to have like, you know, the layers of the fascia kind of give way a little bit, or maybe it gives away off its distal attachment into the pelvis. And then you have a weakening of the abdominal wall. So you know, you could argue there are they're probably very similar realm in terms of how it changes your function because it impacts your your abdominal wall. Um, so, you know, I don't know, let's, let's answer this first through the realm of maybe a sport hernia, which is probably more common in athletes. Um, and you know, we, we tend to see this in athletes that, that, you know, it, it tends to be, and I, I mean, I don't have an epidemiology study to back this up, but the people that are more anteriorly pelvic tilted and tend to work a lot and live a lot in hyperextension tend to, to get this kind of like spread a little bit of their, their abdominal, um, as they do their functional activity so they tend to be the ones that we see it we see it in in, in like pro athletes out where there's the guys that tend to be in hyper extension when they run really anteriorly tilted and it really kind of tends to put a lot of like strain on their anterior core so um so based on that dan why don't we go to you again and, and kind of get back to the, the question on hand which is about weight training and yeah. you know I get, you know, the main concern is probably the, the big bearing down, right? The big load to be able to stabilize, you know, I, what do you think about a sport hernia? Somebody getting back with or without surgery and what's the likelihood they do well?
1: Yeah. Um, so in terms of like a, like a sports hernia, like you said, it's, it's a bit of a garbage pale term. You know, sometimes there's an adductor related pathology. Sometimes it is more the abdominal muscles and it is something that can be treated conservatively and it can get better over the course of time. I think the inguinal hernias are a little bit different, and some of the umbilical hernias are a little bit different. And uh, I've had a bunch of athletes that have had this, just because I work a lot of weightlifters, and all the pressure that you're exerting when you're doing intense weightlifting can increase your likelihood of having one of these. What's challenging is that they're almost always treated surgically via a mesh, right? And I just briefly looked through some of the research this morning. I've looked through this in the past. Um, There's decent return to sport rates. And then some of these studies are actually looking at weight training specifically. So you're having athletes are getting back to weight training. And I think the important part here is that you have to think about why did you get injured in the first place, right? And oftentimes it's a pressure management issue. And this was kind of brought up to me by Sarah Duval initially, because she's a um, pelvic floor specialist, pregnancy and postpartum. Uh, these folks also have a lot of problems with hernia as well, and also prolapse. And they can be treated conservatively. Um, And one of the ways you can treat that is by trying to teach people how to regulate the pressure and where they're putting the pressure, right? So if you're bracing and bearing down and most of your pressure is going towards that inguinal hernia, that can increase that problem. If you learn to brace in a way that maybe pulls that area in some and puts it elsewhere, um, you can get into a place where you can potentially lift without getting the surgery. Uh, That being said... I don't see this very often and I don't think the mesh is a bad procedure. Um, I do think you probably can get back to weight training afterwards. but you probably need to make sure you have a good therapist to help out in that situation. Uh, unfortunately I don't think it's a, a skill that a lot of physical therapists have, but the thing is I've seen a a bunch of people have had mesh and they get back to weight training, um, pretty successfully. That's just my personal experience.
0: Yeah. And probably the same thing with sports too. I mean, you know, you know, you you probably get back to sports and stuff. Um, you know, when when you talk more specifically about a sport hernia, again, being a junk term, you know, it could be a few different things. Like Dan brought up the adductors or you could actually even argue it's just some pressure on the nerves in the area and it's not really anything biomechanically or structurally wrong. Um, you know, we tend to have, but I think what, what, what in addition to what Dan said with inguinal hernia, the one thing that we can add from our knowledge of sport hernia is I do think like we can we can brace differently, but we can also try to get us, ourselves in a better p- position to exceed where we have a little bit more of a neutral lumbo pelvic position, a little bit more of a neutral brace. Versus some people love to brace just anteriorly, right? Like that's a big Stuart McGill thing, too, where people just like crunch their abs and they don't brace their, abdom- their abdominal wall, you know, or especially the whole cylinder, including you know, like pelvic floor, like. Diaphragm on the top, you know, those types of things. So I think yeah. we could probably also help people by trying to help them with their positioning and the way they lift. Right. I, for me with my heavy lifters, it's been the people that, you know, we've all seen them, right. They get into a a deep squat and they're like ridiculously hyperextended at their back, right? They, so maybe they're super flexible or whatever it is, or their, their sport required them to be in this position. But when they're in this huge, like flex position with their ribs flaring tends to be the people that, um, struggle with these types of things. Um, you know, with what Dan said about inguinal hernia is probably a little bit more with you know, loading than just positioning as well, like like Dan kind of mentioned. But I do think like trying to focus a little bit on that may be very helpful and trying to educate better positions to do their lifts, right? What do you think, Dave?
1: Yeah, the only two cents I have because it rings a bell quite a bit is that with more of the t- sports hernia, also very extreme rapid uh, flexion extension cycles of the core and of the pelvis can, can create quite a bit of problems for people. So there's kind of like the running related sports hernia that you're talking about. But I think a lot of gymnasts and a lot of like um, like swimmers sometimes get it where they have really aggressive kicking of their lower body, like arch hollow. And uh, that causes a lot of problems for people, whether it's on the adductor side or the abdominal side.
0: Yeah, no, I can see that. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, you get a lot of different, you know, a lot of different ways to think of this. And that's probably why, you know, we, we keep saying sport hernia is a junk term and, and why we see it both above and below the pelvis, right? With the adductor and groin is maybe you have somebody that has rigidity and they're hyperextending the back, or maybe you have somebody that is good at stabilizing their core, but they're over hyperextending their hip, you know, past their neutral position or whatever it may be. So um, I I've always held out hope for these people that as long as we're not past the point of it's way too far, like we've fallen off the cliff, that we can make these modifications and some re-education and try to help them when they're starting to have pain. Unfortunately, though, and I think Dan kind of alluded to this by saying that he tends to see people post-surgical. Most people try to work through it, and then kind of just make it worse and worse over time until they just they they just don't function as well, and then they end up needing the surgery. So, um, so Dan commented quite a bit uh, on this and said he, can, he he thinks you can get back after an inguinal hernia. There's a ton of research that shows sports hernias you can get back to surgery. We have NFL players getting this all the time, NHL players getting this all the time. So, you know, they can certainly, if they can certainly get back, I think a lot of our recreational athletes can too. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm optimistic, but I would love to see you before it's like a real problem to see if there's some things we can fix before it, it, it just goes past the point where we can't really help anymore. Right.
1: I would it's say if, what I, if I could just add something too, I would, this sounds like this person's like searching for, he he's not satisfied with uh, what the doc said um, and maybe get a second opinion would be my I'm always about second opinions when it's when there's a surgery being discussed because you can always, you know, somebody will just want to jump into a surgery. So I would try to seek it. somebody who knows this, these type of injuries, whether it's sports trainer, or inguinal hernia hernia, yeah. and really try to see if somebody can give you a little bit more guidance or even some imaging too. imaging could be vague because it's not always clear on imaging, but definitely a, a different physical examination from, from a different uh, opinion.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that too. I was say he hasn't had imaging too. He did see a general surgeon and a urologist, so that's right, you know, right? That's a that's a good sign. I, I, if it's truly an inguinal hernia and they can palpate something, right? <laughs> you know, right. it's it's a hernia. You know, yeah. so
1: but what do you got, Dan? Uh, what I will say too is that I think a lot of those surgeons probably aren't big time mm-hmm. weightlifters either. You know, um, if you can find a surgeon that actually does like weight training, you probably get a different answer. Um, that being said, you know, good luck finding that. I think that might be challenging, but definitely look (laughs) around and see if you can find someone, not that you want a confirmation bias and just a surgeon tell you you'll be fine. But I think you want someone actually has that experience because if you start looking through the the literature, like I said, there's a few studies with return to sport being pretty good for weight training, um, long-term outcomes. I don't think we have that. So if they're telling you it's just going to come back again, um, I don't know what they're basing that on is just what I'm going on. So
0: that makes sense. You know, the way we tend to do it in the pro sports model or something like this is there's a sports medicine physician, usually a surgeon that's involved in this, this diagnosis and this, this treatment plan. Um, but they're not the ones that do the surgery, right? So if you're a pro athlete, you're probably get seen by our sports medicine docs. Uh, but th- then they're going to send you their general surgeon to do the actual surgery. So maybe you also need a consult with the sports medicine doc. Um, in addition, maybe it's hard to find a general surgeon that, you know, power trains on the weekends, but I guess it happens you can find one <laughs> but uh but maybe also get a sports medicine consult to put your heads together about you know the potentials there, right so. Awesome. Great question. Hopefully we kind of nailed that from both ends and, and made sure that we address it there. I wanted to make sure we gave a good answer on that one that hit both of those just to make sure that we were covering our bases. And I think it was good to highlight the difference a little bit. So uh, awesome question. Good luck, Russell. Uh, if you have a question like that, again, head to MikeRound.com, click on that podcast link, and you can fill out the form of asks questions. In the meantime, please head to iTunes, Spotify, whatever you do to listen to your podcast, rate, and review this. And we will be sure to keep doing this at Champion or at home or Whatever it is. Thank you so much. We don't have Mike here,
1: so. (laughs) Isn't
0: isn't that what Mike would have done? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeReynolds.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast.